I am joined by possibly one of the best guitarists in the world. It's Pliny. Yay. Possibly <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> yeah, possibly. possibly. That's a, like a, that's two like non-committal things in one go. Well, I uh, firstly, music is so subjective, right? That there are living guitarists in other areas that people could go, actually, do you know what? Like, this person could be possibly than... be the best too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I, if I, you're such a dick. If I word it like <laughs> this, then then I am safe and you are safe. Yeah, I got um, a I got a joke with a couple of friends about calling things top three because it's like kind of sounds exciting until you think about it, and then it's very just very bland. <laughs> like I oh, yeah, top three pizza places in the city, or yeah, yeah, it's like one of your top three best albums, probably. I yeah I, I don't know I do you know what it, I've never really considered this through much kind of train of thought until such a point where you have now brought it to my attention ruined your um, intro <laughs> yeah <laughs> so fuck you man <laughs> um what what time is it over there anyway what, what day is it in it Australia is, I never know I don't know what day it's Monday the 11th of July oh, okay. at 9 p.m oh 9 p.m well I, I appreciate you staying up to the very rock and roll time of 9 p.m to, to help me with this um and it's super cool it's super cool to have you um just 30 years old you know you I know we've joked but you are one of the best players on the planet and you've even been endorsed by Steve Vai. Your music on Spotify is exceeding 10 million streams. And I think for you as an artist, this is just the beginning. I really do. That's not really a question. It's not a question. It's kind of more of a... lovely. Well, you know, you could could just say thanks and we can... (laughs) I've listened to too many podcasts and there's like the the fake thanks. Because usually like when two musicians are talking to each other, they probably already love each other, but they're yeah, like, guess, yeah. it's throwing back and forth compliments. And it's like, a, there's just like a generic thanks. I appreciate that, that you hear about a hundred times. Well, I, I, I get, I get, I've never had somebody question my intros as much as you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 are you always this much of a dick or is it? <laughs> no, this is, this is a, uh, it is a today thing. <laughs> oh, nice. I've got you on a good day. Look, I want to, yeah. I mean, obviously like you and I have become kind of friends um, because we, despite you living on the other side of the planet, we we are kind of involved in the same social circle. Um, but I want to know from you, before we go into any of what you are and, and what you're about, what has been the biggest spinal tap moment of your career? <laughs> um, damn. I have to think about this. And, and do you think, and I know that you and I have spoken about this elsewhere, do you think that Spinal Tap is an accurate representation of what does happen, you know, backstage and, you know, in, in those kind of successful band situations? I think probably, yeah. Because almost like all satire and shit like that is yes. uh, ridiculously true most of the time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'd, I haven't had that many, like, properly spinal tap moments but a good one we were playing in vegas for the first time and the whammy bar on my guitar like the whole bridge just caved in so the whole guitar was fucked and i couldn't play i couldn't tune it or anything so i just walked off stage in the middle of the song no and the because i couldn't like i didn't know what else to do 
and yeah. I had another guitar. So I oh, walked sure. off stage to go get the guitar. But the, so the band finished like probably four or six minutes of the song, just kind of confused. <laughs> and then I came back with a different guitar and had to retune it for like five minutes. Oh my God. Kind of, and we were like the opening act as well. So the crowd was. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, 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 like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet they really loved that. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, this, this professionals. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, according to Steve Fire, right, you are the future of exceptional guitar playing, genuinely. And I know we muck about a lot, but how does that feel to get endorsed by somebody so infamous in the world of guitar? uh i guess the best it's kind of it's funny because most of the like really cool things that have happened along the way have happened in increments so it's like i didn't just release a song one day and then suddenly meet steve i but it was like yeah 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 started to meet all these people that i used to watch in videos on youtube and like even when you i guess like we're gonna meet in a couple of weeks Mm. even that like we're just random people that have been thrown together for an event and then we're going to be in a room doing maybe something productive. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's, it's more, it's more mind blowing to reflect than it kind of, yes. yeah. Cause it's like, shit, when I was 12 or whatever. I was buying magazines with a photo of this guy that I never thought I would meet or talk to. Yeah. And now the music that I made in my bedroom that I can put on the internet is like, he used his internet to listen to it sometime. That's mad. And then thought it was cool. It's yeah. It's like, it's yeah. It's odd and awesome. I was going to say, because you, you, not, not only are you getting, you know, endorsements from, from, you know, some of these major players in the world of guitar, but also um, a few years ago, you were actually voted the best guitarist in, in prog music. And, and again, you know, I guess like with the, the Steve Vai endorsement, I, I guess that's kind of whilst you're very humble, that that is sensational, right? The, the, there's all these guitarists. And I know that you are aware of the emerging scene, especially within social media. I know that you and I have discussed, you know, seeing just random guitarists on Instagram. But actually, yeah. like out of all of those players and everybody who signed up with the majors and, and that's out there touring, like you have been focused on. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Because um, I and... think you're shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, because I don't, I don't know if this is, I mean, you've talked to more people probably about this than I have, but I don't uh, really associate fully when I see shit like that. Like, I don't okay. feel like, it doesn't feel like I'm necessarily connected to, someone saying something like that. I don't know if that's because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. a cold, emotionless bastard. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> but maybe that's also a thing of the internet. Like there's a layer of everything's slightly removed. Yes. Do, do you think that just, I mean, I was going to kind of save this question for a bit later, but now we're, now we're talking about it. Do you think that the internet, and I, and I ask this because you and I are kind of like the same age, though time has been much better to you than it has to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, you and I are the same age where we kind of remember going out and buying CDs, maybe even kind of going out buying tapes and, and swapping CDs. And But we've also seen the growth of the internet and how that has kind of taken over 
um, the, the music industry. Do you think that the, the internet inclusive of streaming sites and social media has been something that has been, pro, uh, I guess, a, a positive tool that's been implemented within the music industry? Or do you think that actually it's made an already overcrowded industry more overcrowded? Um, no, I think it's, aside from lots of little things that are wrong or like deals that are bad and royalty rates that are bad, I think on the mm. whole, it's the best thing ever. And like, it's the mm. only reason I've got to have a career. Yes. Um, and I think like there's, people say there's a lot of music coming out, like more than ever before. And like, who's going to listen to it? Cause there's literally like something like a million songs added to Spotify every day or something. Wow. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily bad because it's just, it's no longer a thing where you had to be a band in the sixties and like get a garage and practice yes, and then yes. hopefully you get found by a label and then you get to have a CD. It's like everyone gets to have a CD, um, which is a good thing. And yeah. then, I mean, pop music's whatever. So there'll be a lot of people who will just listen to whatever's, at the top of Spotify, but yeah. I think as long as there are people that are interested in finding new music, it's like just better and easier mm. to do it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I actually found you completely by accident um, in, in the same way I found Haken and it was um, just Spotify's Discover Weekly. Um, right. I, I absolutely love that kind of little Easter egg that they do where you can just totally discover new random bands that it knows yeah. you haven't heard. And I remember hearing Inhale for the first time and I just thought, Jesus, like it was so up my street. Like I so within the first like four seconds, I was emotionally engaged in that. And that's how I kind of started my journey listening to, to you as an artist. But when did you when did you realize that? guitar was something that you wanted to pursue because you're clearly joking aside you're clearly very very talented and I, I wanted to know when this journey began for you uh when I was I think six or seven I wanted to play drums because I really liked Ringo nice um so I coerced my parents into getting me a drum kit um but it was too loud and we lived in an apartment it was just okay. not a functional thing to do um and there was a ukulele at home as well that I used to play and okay. I broke it. Like I just shattered the whole body because I was probably, <laughs> maybe that's my spinal tap moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when that broke, uh, I had the option to get my first acoustic guitar instead of a replacement ukulele. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah. And then at the time, like I was listening to Green Day and Blink-182 and all that sort of shit mm. and trying to learn it and then eventually got an electric and okay. kind of just kept going with that. But you, your, your playing is so, it's so good that you would think that there, there would be some kind of natural thing there. I mean, you, it surprises me so much that you say that you're, the first kind of musical instinct for you was to go to the drums rather than the guitar. And we listen to your music and I just would have assumed guitar would have been the first thing. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of all been a bit of a thing um okay. like I know that I play like I'm a lead guitarist and there's a lot of solos and stuff but I don't necessarily think about the guitar being the most important bit um and That's more and more now that I'm playing with like awesome other humans I kind of don't even care if there is guitar because I'm just trying to make music and let mm. awesome people be awesome so I don't have to do anything um 
when you say about kind of creating music with other awesome humans, do you think that collaborations are kind of more vital now than they were kind of 10, 20 years ago because of the fact that, you know, as a musician, you do have to be active on social media and you can tag other musicians that you're working with to increase your fan base, to increase their fan base? Yeah, I see it a bit as well, like with the pop stuff where I feel like... yes. It was almost definitely just arranged because one artist's label wanted like the Spotify audience of the other one to yes. be forced to listen to the song. Um, but I mean, like when I was first starting to release music, I did so many guest solos, which I think was really helpful. Okay. Uh, I probably played on like 30 or 40 different like songs of other artists where I played mm. a little guitar solo um, over a couple of years. Yes. I think that was good because you'd like, you got to listen to a song and it's just all featuring Pliny. Yeah, 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 yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, I get that. I, I guess that leads me to my next question quite nicely in that what would your advice be, Pliny, to an artist, not even necessarily a guitarist listening to or watching this, but just somebody that wanted to climb the ladder of success they wanted to get quotes from steve by they wanted to be named best guitarist in the world you know how how would how would an artist go about climbing that ladder to success if they're kind of stuck in a in a in a in a a bit of a rut um i think if you want to be specifically the best guitarist that's like a it's like a hard but easy thing to do because you just (laughs) what (laughs) you just have to narrowly put all of your time and energy into getting really good at guitar, which is like a goal that's like, you can set that as a goal and then work on it. And then it's really hard because it's hard. Yeah. 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 Um, But I think the thing that trips up more people is like figuring out what they specifically want to do first, rather than having a goal that's maybe similar to what you want, but isn't necessarily it. Okay. Like my goal was never to be a, a known great guitarist. I just wanted to make like the best music in the yes. style that I like. Yes. Um, and as a byproduct, I guess, cause I play guitar, but I'm trying to put it in interesting contexts. People mm-hmm. think it's good music and then uh, excited about it. Yeah. So I guess if you're, if you're, a, if you're starting out, I think putting your energy into figuring out like what about your music is special or unique and how can you, make that more special and more unique Mm. and then because you might accidentally become like the best soul band or something like that yeah yeah you're not stuck on like a certain type of thing and I think also in in that having spoken to sort of musicians um you know in the past they all say you know you've got to stick to what you want to do the sort of music you want to pursue um would you would you agree with that as well not to compromise you know I I remember a, a myth it was always that, oh, if you won't get your music on the radio if it's over over three and a half minutes. Like, that's such fucking bullshit. It's just, it's not true, but they're trying, I don't know. Do you think that bands should compromise on those things? Uh, I think, yeah, again, like, it depends what you're trying to achieve. Like, I'm never going to reach a certain level of success because there's no vocals, um, mm. which is kind of nice as well because uh, I, like... I feel like there's a pretty low ceiling on my career, but in a nice way, like I'm just going to slowly burn my way to playing to like <laughs> 1500 people or 2000 people. It's, I'm not like shit is my next hit going to take me from like 
arenas to stadiums. Yes. It's all very... That's interesting. I've never thought of that. Like manageable little milestones that I think I'll be able to do in the next like 50 years. <laughs> That's, no, do you know, I've, it's so weird. I've, I, I listen to your music so regularly and I've never actually thought, when I listen to music, I, I, ne- I don't believe you need lyrics to tell a story. Um, you know, and I think bands like yourself and Liquid Tension hammer that point home very, very well. And I've never actually even contemplated why you don't have a singer or why you don't sing. And it's just really mad <laughs> yeah. that you've spotlighted that now. Um, what is going to be next for you? I know that you kind of are, are saying about, um, you, you know, jokingly sort of talking about playing arenas and kind of things like that. But, but genuinely, what is next for you? Are we going to get a new album? Are we going to get some more music? Are we going to get a music video? Are you going to film your next music video in a strip club? You know, where's where's this going? <laughs> yeah, and you're going to be on the podcast. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to Europe for a couple of dates and doing clinic with Richard Henschel at Colors Hoxton on Wednesday the 20th. This podcast probably out after that. It will be, but we can reminisce and also remind people that the footage will be available for 30 days after uh, the event. So at, they can check that out. com or afterlive.com. Or Great something. shout. Yep. Yeah. The guitar clinic, anyway. that's going to be insane. Yeah. So a little little trip, a couple of gigs, um, and then coming home and a few more gigs in Australia. But the main thing I want to do is finish off an EP that I got like 99% done last year and then wow. just became a lazy piece of shit and finish it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to finish that off so it can be mixed and hopefully come out maybe at the end of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's soon. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Amazing. That's one of the things that I love about being independent is I write schedules and then don't stick to them. And then no one can tell me that I suck. And then the like the company that I do vinyl with is like you know the lead time for vinyl is like eight years. Yeah. Like, yep. But I want to release it in two weeks. Oh wow! I'm expecting to I'm expecting to get the masters back in one and a half weeks. Oh my! Do you, do you know what? When you bring out a vinyl, I'm all over that. I'm gonna seriously support it by texting you and saying, "Can I have a free copy?" <laughs> I think um I think I'll have some for the colors thing. Oh yeah yeah, bring some down. Because joking aside, I will I can ask, sign it for you. I got get someone else to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that shit on my vinyl. <laughs> um, look, man, it is such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your dry wit, and everything else that <laughs> generally kind of comes in the Pliny package. Um, I'm a massive fan of your music, and I'm so kind of it's such a mad thing that like we're now kind of like friends, and you, you know we, we're going to hang out soon. So. Um, yeah. From from a friend and fan point of view, man, good luck with everything, and I will see you soon. Ah, oh, thanks a lot. You hang up. No, you hang up. Stop it. Are we hanging up? Yeah. Uh,